Stanford Steve and the Bear is presented by Allstate. Save money like a champion with Allstate's new lower auto rates. Visit Allstate.com or call an agent for a quote today. Championship savings for the win. The underdog is howling. Stanford Steve and the Bear. Ah, yes. A home team getting points. What's better than that? Welcome in. Can't believe I'm saying this. Week five. Week five October. already, Bear. October is here. A little chill in the air in the, in the morning. I switched over. Back to the hot coffee. No more iced coffee. It's that time of year. Uh, but it feels good. Got to turn Got to turn the AC off on the, in the car on the way, bringing the kids to school. Uh, you're in the natty. What do we got for uh, temperatures tonight? It, it's uh, it's going to be, I think, uh, in the upper 50s, maybe, low 60 uh, around game time. Should, should, should be nice, but the, the, there's no turning the AC off in the, uh, <laughs> no, in the no, Bears' no, no, lair no. right now. No, no. <laughs> we got it sitting on 67 right now, uh, a nice, lovely temperature. But but you're right. Like you, We finally made the transition from shorts and the long sleeve t-shirt or the, or the half zip to, to to pants to jeans yeah. and the long sleeve t-shirt and the or and or the half zip so yeah that was that was hard to do last week or mm-hmm. uh, i should say on, on wednesday morning when i flew out am i gonna see you modeling the delta jeans like our guy reese oh, I mean, he's turned no. in full and model no, no one no one needs to see that on me but rd can pull it off he's 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 got that nice that nice slender look there with the Buttoned with the bag, with the, with the bag behind him. Oh maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe we could throw a little like Burberry scarf around him or something as well. He's got the poses down and everything. He also did he come out of pocket yet for uh, Pollock's gift on Wake Forest Clemson? Uh, no, I do not know the answer to that question. Okay. I have to. I will have to remind him about that on a. Uh, oh, I'm Saturday. sure Pollock I'm did. I was going to say I'm sure Pollock has already reminded him if, if he won't. Yeah, the, the the cheapest sob in the history of of, of the world. Love him to death. My man doesn't even have an ATM card with him. Come on, no, he doesn't. I I, I, rem- I remember there was a couple of like last year we were in a uh, we we were in one of the states where I, you can use the apps and I brought up something and I'm like yeah, just give me one. He's like I don't have an ATM card. I don't know the code. I don't have an ATM. Like his wife just controls everything mm. in terms of like money because he doesn't even like, he doesn't yeah. care to spend any money. That's okay. Is he still well, drinking man, his my, coffee through the straw? Of course. Okay. Just want to make looks sure. looks so bad, too. Yeah. He looks like an infant. I mean, such looks a, like he's a toddler. Ugh. Such a man. And then he does yeah, that. He is. He is. We all have we our love, flaws. We, we love do, you, we, four we, seven. We do love him. Great, great uh, human being. He is. Very good. All right. Week five. You're in Cincinnati for NFL. Then you'll be mm-hmm. headed to Clemson. Mm-hmm. Just got off my call for College Football Live. Sounds like you guys are going to be outside. Didn't some guy jump in the mud last time at Clemson? Oh, right in the yeah. rain. Was that Bill um, Murray too. Bill Murray. Bill right. Murray uh, was on the set with the with the with the spear that he dug into the set. He hit one of the plastic golf balls right over my head as well. That that was a uh, a great thing. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll see the uh, the the fat body guy in the mud only about mm-hmm. eleven times during the <laughs> during the show on Saturday. Hey, remember that time? Oh, remember when Jim Cantori was was here and the weather was bad as well during the hurricane? Hey, remember that time the the fat guy jumped in the mud? Yeah, well, we'll uh, let's see. The show starts at nine. I would say we'll we'll see that by nine forty-five easily, and then probably one more time in the show. Okay, right, but yeah, it look it looks like the weather. It looks like the worst of the weather is going to be uh, later Friday afternoon, overnight Friday, and then Saturday morning during our show. What a, what a 
what a, a treat that'll be. All I right. Think gonna, it, I think we're going to be outside. Get the, the rain jackets. The game should be okay, though, from what I read. And, and that kind of gets into one of the things that yes. I was just kind of waiting on. Like, everyone wanted to overreact. Under, 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 pounding, under, pounding, under. And now we, we brought it up, uh, I think, on Wager the other day about how on a on a clean field, on a non-rainy night, that – like I would like NC State's chances of pulling an upset in this game because uh, I think bad weather really favored Clemson because of Shipley's ability to to, to, to run the ball, kind of control clock, and I wouldn't have a ton of faith and confidence in NC State being able to run, nor has Devin Leary been able to throw the deep ball uh, well this year at all. But, but I think if the, if the weather forecast continues to uh, improve, I've already hit the, over, hit the over 40 and a half. That was the best number uh, yep. that I was able to get. Uh, it bottomed out, which I think was what about seven or eight points different from, from mm-hmm. where it opened. So I feel great about that. Um, but but I'll be interested if it continues to stay nice. I would very very strongly consider a a, a play on NC State because they, they they think their combination of defense and uh, their ability to test the Clemson secondary. I'm not full. People are talk, looking at DJ stats and oh he's improved. His number yeah his numbers are better, but. I, I, I'd love your opinion on it. Like their offense to me still looks like him just dropping back, throw it up and hoping Gato or someone else comes down with it. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of things. I think they knew they had corners that they could go after last week and it was an easy one, two, three drop base protection, let her fly. Let's let our receivers make a play downfield. And it works. They go up 14, nothing. And I play by, uh, is that, was it Streeter's the offensive coordinator? Mm-hmm. Specter's yes. the wide receiver, right? Yes. I always get those two mixed up. And he makes a great play on a tip ball, running full speed. It's 14 nothing, And then this is uh, – we'll talk about Florida State Wake Forest, but I just want to say this. I was not blown away, but I was so damn impressed with Sam Hartman in that game. I mean, taking shot after shot As was against that D-line and putting balls like tight windows. And people were talking about, you know um, – College Football Live yesterday, we we were asked what what needs to improve for Clemson, and Roddy White said, um, or right, I'm sorry, Roddy Jones, always call him Roddy White. I'm glad I didn't on the show yesterday, but Roddy one, was talking one, about the one, DBs. One, one play, one play in Atlanta, one play in Atlanta in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. So one one thing he brought up was the DBs and all the PI calls, and then not being able to make a play on the balls. And I think some of those PIs knew the guys were getting beat, and they just grabbed the guy. But I I said the offensive line because. If you take away that first run by Shipley, that's 50 yard, 51 yards, I think. They end up right around 100 for the day. And then you go back to the Georgia Tech game. They only ran for 100 in that game. You're not, you're not going to score a lot of points on NC State if that's all you're going to do. So I think the offensive line has to find more consistency. I like the left tackle, but playing as a unit and getting movement. And, and sometimes with Shipley and Maffa and pacing those guys, you don't even need movement. Just cover those guys up. And then they can make cuts off you. So I think it's the old line. I think they're they're they got their biggest test so far because I love the Wolfpack front seven. The linebackers are tremendous. But when I look at NC State and I went back and watched this game from last year, NC State wins in overtime again. DJ was not good, and they put the onus on him. But what stuck out to me was Devin Leary completed fourteen passes to Emeka Amezi, fourteen passes to one receiver in that game this year. NC State's leading wide receiver is Thayer Thomas with 15 catches. So is it not being comfortable with his guys? Is it not having time? They didn't play well, but they still got the win at ECU. 
They weren't impressive. They had a brutal turnover going in where um, Shark yeah. dropped it against Texas Tech. So you could take that if you want. But, I mean, I thought they were in control of that whole game. But they have to be they better. They're not going to win the game playing like that. And I think it comes down to Leary. You know, was was great last year, whether it was two-minute, hurry up, you know, when they use tempo. Are we going to see that this week? And for the Clemson defense, I thought Wake did a great job. I, I really did. I mean, you that's how you have to go at the wide receivers. You look at years past. How's Alabama lost? Jimbo found an advantage last year in the slot outside, and they went after the DB they wanted to go after. So will NC State, do they have the goods there? I'm not sure. That's why I lean Clemson. I just like I keep saying I know Shipley gets all the credit, but like that Moffa dude, man, I'm telling he gets downhill. Good luck trying to tackle him. And I just don't think like DJ has the second most carries for Clemson. I don't think they want to do that. Like no, I, I, no, they don't. I, I don't, I, I don't see why why you would want to do that. So I think it's been a predicament of you know in the Georgia Tech game getting him one to get him some confidence, things like that. But this defense for NC State is going to travel and they're going to show up. So Clemson. Do it again on offense, and you win the game, I think, easily. But will they do it? I'm not sure. And then with the weather, I understand what you're saying. It's going to be clear. I just want to see it before I bet it. And that goes back to my whole thing with you about these over-unders in the weather. Can we just wait? Can people just wait? I mean, I get you want to get an advantage on a number, but, I mean, people were talking seven days. I mean, on Monday, betting these unders, and – I, I don't know. I, I, it's so unsure to me. I'm not a big weather person, uh, but I just – that seems more risky of chasing a number to me than just wait a couple of days and then you have a true feeling and know what's going to happen weather-wise. Um, well, I guess, I guess, I guess it, at minimum, and people are always looking for the, the most dangerous three words in gambling, closing line value. And, I mean, yeah. I guess at the, at the very least now, you have an opportunity to have a middle. You have an opportunity to play it back for whatever you want. At, at, so, I mean, people who did play under 48 or whatever it was and now can play over 40, 40 and a half, 41, uh, whatever, whatever the number is, get, you've got an opportunity to have a nice uh, seven-point middle there or at the very least just eat some juice um, if, if the weather didn't play out the way you did. So I get, I, 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 I get it, but, uh, but I agree. It's not, some, it's not something that I would Here's Here's my other deal. Get super excited Fair. about. I took one one stats class in my communications major at Stanford. Math is mm-hmm. not my deal. When you got to involve no. all this more math, I'm not. I, I'll <laughs> leave that to you in your research calculator. Thank you, sir. Uh, and let you figure it out. Larry, 32 of 44, 238 yards, four touchdowns in that game against Clemson last year. I'm taking Clemson in my office pools, laying the six and a half, because I think that defense rejuvenates in front of the home crowd, and I think it's a tough get going for NC State. NC State has to start fast in this game. I don't see it happening. That's why I'm taking Clemson minus the six and a half in my pools. Uh, Let's go to Bama at Arkansas. Uh, I see 17, 17 and a half. What do we got? Yeah, I see 17 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Last year, I I was laughing watching this game back. Last year, I I took the under in this game. I, I, I remember it. I thought Arkansas would try and keep the ball away from Alabama and uh, that went out the window because Jamison Williams had eight catches for 190 yards and three touchdowns. Jamison Williams is not playing in this game. No. And everybody from Alabama's standpoint, will we see Harrell? It sounds like Jojo Earl is going to be back. Uh, He practiced this week. And that's to me why I feel confident in Arkansas getting the points here is 
Alabama doesn't have that crazy guy that can beat you over the top. And I think that'll help the secondary. Arkansas's secondary, obviously, is their weakness. But I think if you know you could keep guys in front of you, that helps you defend. Mm-hmm. And they got to be sick after last week. I'm sure everybody saw it. If it's not an NFL stadium, the probably field goal is probably good. And then we have a we have a 10-0 week in the column, uh, not 9-0-1, <laughs> and that's my push. Uh, but I think as far as how does Arkansas get back up, I think this is what you need. You need oh, the top totally. team in the country. Your home, your home crowd is starving, starving to, to, to beat this team. So I think the energy will be there. Arkansas defensive line still first in the country in sacks with 20. Bama O-line's given up four. What else does Alabama have on offense? I think we're going to start seeing Gibbs and McCollin in the backfield now at Latu. I said it last week. I think you're going to get more of those two back, and, and they're versatile, though. Uh, Latu could both block and and catch the rock. So I think we're going to see another facet of the Alabama offense, but I still think 17 and a half is too many. I take Arkansas here. Yeah, I think it's too many as well. I think the Arkansas uh, pass rush can can help their secondary uh, in, in this spot. I mean, if you talk to people who have uh, played Alabama, have, are familiar with Alabama, I mean, they, they will tell you that the receivers – and the offensive line are not up to what they have had mm-hmm. in the past. Now, certainly development and in game experience can can change that. But but I, I would agree. I think Arkansas plus the points is the play here. And, like, at what point do we say, like, Alabama, road Alabama, yeah. Alabama on the road is a thing? I mean, you had the Texas game where they won late. It's a three-touchdown favorite. The Auburn game last year, which they should have lost, is a three-touchdown favorite. Mississippi State, they won big. Uh, which is to be expected, lost at A&M and had the scare of Florida. I mean, those are their last five true road games. So, like, at some point, like, you can laugh about a trend or whatever, but there's something there. And uh, I I agree with you 100% on when you suffer a devastating emotional loss the way Arkansas did last week, you don't want to come back home and play Vandy. You want to come back and you want to play Alabama or LSU. or You want to play one of the elite teams yep. that your team can be excited about playing. Your fans are going to be excited about seeing play. Uh, I, I agree with you. I think Arkansas is uh, is the play here. Very good. Uh, I will say Alabama does have nine on offense, taking the snaps. He's the Heisman yep. Trophy winner. So uh, we will see what he brings to the – you know, now we're a month in. We're a month in, plus camp with your receivers. Uh, I'm excited to see this this matchup for sure. The energy will be, will be great. I know Fayetteville will bring it, and they're hungry. Let's go to noon kickoff, Oklahoma at TCU. TCU plus 6.5, 68.5 is your total. This is one of the picks in the column. For me, I'm taking TCU plus the points. I look at TCU and what they got over last week and what I thought was a tough spot, and that's why I shied away from them was going back to Dallas, Sonny going back to play SMU. They get out to a great start, up 14 and a half, and they they get the win. And when I watch them, I think the offense brings the same problems for Venable's defense that you saw with Kansas State, and that's Adrian Martinez moving around, keeping the ball in possession, moving the chains on third down, and, and being a problem running the football. And TCU, been good. Duggan's been phenomenal, and now Morris is healthy. And they got the other guys. So they have three mobile quarterbacks 
if they wanted to to play. And I think that's what gives Oklahoma problems. They had troubles, you know, tackling in space. Uh, I think they had problems spacing on defense. And we know TCU has way more capability than, wait, than Kansas State on offense. Wait, 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 wait Steve. I, I was told by a lot of people that this this offseason and during the year that that was all going to be solved. That was all Lincoln Riley. That was the reason they oh. gave up all those points and, and lost those games as big favorites like that. Mm, you, I think that, 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 that theory was wrong. I think so, because I think it has to do more with the personnel on, on, okay. on the right. field. Just wanted to so check. Right. just uh, but this is this is a big spot. <clears throat> Does Oklahoma go to zero and two in the Big Twelve after being being the favorite and TCU's first Big Twelve game? You know, Sonny's got going to have the building packed. I'm sure Oklahoma will travel well. Not a far drive, but I just think TCU has the goods to hang around. Listen, Dale, Dylan Gabriel still, I think, had 500 and something yards of total offense in this game. They were not the problem. It's just when you're minimized. You saw what Kent State did in that first half. Took the ball out of their hands. Ran the play clock down the one. Now TCU is not going to do that. I was going to say, is is Sonny like patient enough to be able to realize that's their best chance to do it? I think in the second half, if you have a lead, for sure. But how do you start out? And that's where I think Oklahoma has to start. Well, you saw what they did at Nebraska. Perfect scenario. You know, you 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 give up a score, you come right back down and answer, and then you get things going. So how's the start of this game? It's going to be your Big Twelve game where there's crazy. Athletic plays down the field, chunk yardage plays, bend but don't break. Do you give up touchdowns or field goals in the red zone? That's that's what it comes down to to me with the with the over under. But I think TCU has the goods, man. I, I really do, and I, I I think Oklahoma wins by a field goal. I'll take TCU plus the six and a half. Yeah, the only thing that worries, I agree that that would be the side that I would play. Uh, I've got a nice TCU. I think at eighteen to one, twenty to one to win the big to win win the Big Twelve. So I mean that I would love to see. The Horn Frogs pull off the upset. I'm a little concerned though because again, was it just a, a matchup thing with Gary Patterson and Lincoln Riley, or was it something else? Like if you go back and you, I mean, Oklahoma has dominated the series lately. Had that one win that was really close mm-hmm. uh, when, when Gary went for two in Norman. Yep. Uh, that one year, but last seven wins, five of them have been by at least 18 points, where Oklahoma was a single digit favorite. So we've kind of seen this script before in this game uh-huh. where it looks like TCU is the right side. It looks like the matchups and, and that offense could favor them. But for whatever reason, their defense hasn't been able to keep Oklahoma in check. You still got a competent play caller in, in, in Jeff Levy. You still got a competent quarterback in Dylan Gabriel. You still got a really good offense. Uh, I, 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 I totally am with you on this, but, but I have just a little tinge of hesitation uh, that that this can wind up being a double digit Oklahoma. Uh, Very good. Win. Um, but 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 it, it, it's it happens. It happens yeah. in this league, yeah. man. Yeah, you know, in that Big Twelve, it's it's be I, right I, there, and then both yeah. run out late. And then you know those teams, you know, it seems like all of them now have the offensive capability, and they just make these games marathons. And whether it's PI and holding on to your butt at the end of the game, uh, but it's. I think TCU's up for it. Um, I, I love Gillespie, the new defense coordinator for TCU. I think they'll. That's where you'll see a change, and and we'll see a different dynamic of of uh, defending this this Levy and G- Gabriel offense. So I, I'll take TCU plus the points. Let's stay in the Big Twelve. Number nine, Oklahoma State at number sixteen, Baylor. This is another one of my picks in the column, mm. and this is just based off of resumes. Bear, I think Baylor. Yep has had an opportunity to learn a lot more about themselves going to Provo and losing in overtime. 
and then going on the road uh, and in Ames and beating Iowa State. And when you look at what shape it has done, I wanted to see more of them. That's why I didn't take them against BYU because I wanted to see what he looked like on the road. But that offense looked good, man. Against a, a, a good defense, I think, in, in Iowa State. And I think Oklahoma State on the other side, you know, whether it's Pine Bluff, Arizona State, and Central Michigan, and then a bye week last week, I still don't think they've been tested. And they're going to face a lot more adversity than they have at any point in those three games in this game. And that's why I think Baylor has the edge there because they've been there already. They've looked each other in the eye when they're down, knowing what they have to do. And I take Aranda's defense against what looks like the old Mike Gundy offense here with Sanders slinging it around. Mm-hmm. And uh, I will, I'll take, I'll take Baylor minus the two, or I took a money line in the column, uh, but I, I'll lay the two also. I think Baylor gets the job done. Yeah. I think what it was, what is 10 turnovers in four games against Baylor for yeah. Spencer Sanders? I think obviously uh, that's a key. I, I was surprised that this number opened up under a field goal, and that concerns me. I, I thought it would probably be three and a half, a little north of a field goal, because uh-huh. I thought the odds makers would kind of view things. Uh, the same way you and I, kind of who you played this far. But I think where they opened it up at two and a half kind of indicates a lot of respect by the odds makers for Oklahoma State. And I think you're looking at the the off week probably as uh, the big reason why you, you had Baylor having the road game at BYU and then coming back a, a, another game uh, at Iowa State, conference road game that they, they played great and won. So I was it, it makes me a little hesitant uh, to lay the points here, even though I think Baylor – is a better team, but shout out to Mike Gundy. Like if you go back mm-hmm. and look at his career, if you go back since 2016, there've been 16 games without a kind of been toss up game. I, I would say where the spreads like between three and a half uh, favorite three and a half dog. I they're 13 and three in those games on the field. So these, to- these toss up games where teams are thought to be equal uh, and very closely pitted. They've won 13 of the 16. And if you, if you look at since 2010, when you limit it to the road, uh, when, when Gunny's in this spot on the road, they've won 12 of the 14. So, like, he has gotten his teams ready to play. I mean, I don't know whether it, maybe some of it's just luck. Maybe they've gotten a turnover. Maybe they got a 50-50 ball. Maybe things have just gone right. But whatever it was, you got to give him a ton of credit for having something in, in the game plan or preparation or the psychology of his team to put them in a position to win all these games that are deemed to be toss-ups. Understood. I, I love the guy. Uh, I still think back to last year's title game and and them losing. Oh. What Just, was it? Eight Was it eight plays inside the five? Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. So And the kid made a hell of a play on the final play of the game. Unbelievable. Too. Unbelievable. And uh, But that'll be a good one. Before we move on, ESPN, in partnership with Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, presents Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Jimmy Kimmel Live personality Cousin Sal and his three childhood friends, lovingly known as the Degenerate Trifecta, break down the biggest gambling events of the week and their top picks for games. That's Against All Odds with Cousin Sal. Listen where you are listening to this podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's let's go to the SEC. Second most interesting game of the week for me. Number seven, Kentucky at number 14, Ole Miss. Ole Miss now minus seven. 54 is the total. You have a pick in the column already on this one. Yeah. Go. I, I love Kentucky in this game. And we, mm. I mean, you and I both know Mark Stoops and how he lives <laughs> for situations like this where no his doubt. team is a massive underdog and – Given no shot and they've got the better win here uh, at Florida already as a dog. When you go back the last 13 times, Kentucky's been a dog. They've won six of them outright, four of them where they were at least a six-point dog. So this is a spot that they do very, very well in. Uh, I love Levis. I don't think Ole Miss is going to be able to rely on that running game the way they have against the inferior competition. All, Kentucky's going to shut that down. They're going to need more from Dart to produce in the passing game uh, to be able to, to, to beat UK on Saturday. Uh, I'm not too, I'm not too worried about uh, like the shutting it down in the second half last week. Uh, I think they kind of did what they needed to do and they, and they held on, but, but, uh, but I do like UK in this game. I'm with you. Uh, you said it. Stoops says everything he wants to play the underdog role. They thrive in this, in this role, but it's kind of a little different of a matchup here where Kentucky, knowing the offensive line talent they've had in years past, they've still struggled. Uh, go back to giving up three sacks in the swamp. They do what they got to do and get the win there. And when you look at Ole Miss, it's a different Ole Miss animal. You said it. They love to run the ball. They got some crazy run schemes that they've that they've that they've shown. Uh, the kid Trigg, the transfer from SC, has showed me a ton. Just the willingness to want to block. He's not great. But I didn't think he would have the effort that he has. And he's what makes this thing goes. Whether he's coming all the way across the line of scrimmage on these split zones, whether he's going halfway and knocking out the nose guard, and then he gets involved in the passing game. So I think Kentucky's secondary matches up well with the Ole Miss. You know, you think of Ole Miss, you think of A.J. Brown, you think of D.K. Metcalf, you know, these crazy receivers, and Corral being able to get the ball there. I think Kentucky's good enough to put the onus on Dart, and what does he do? And when you think about that whole miss run game, they have three guys that average six yards of carry. Dart averages over six. Evans and, and Hudgens, the freshman, that kid, I mean, they both have gears. You don't see a lot. So can Kentucky corral them? That's where you see. Kentucky allows 108 yards rushing a game, and Ole Miss averages 280. So what gives there? If, if Ole Miss can run the ball, that's, that's a huge factor, and I think they win. But this is another one. Will Levis, let's see it. You're the leader. Everybody loves you on your team. Make the plays and get a most re- much needed road win uh, for your squad. I think that's what it comes down to, and I think he does make enough plays uh, for them to keep close. I do like Kentucky uh, getting the points here. Early kick in the Grove. Not sure how the fans will be there. Yeah, not, late, not late, Lane, to... Lane's been pretty uh, pretty vocal about that this week. Mm, so I think, uh, I think you know, you know what you you can read into that however you want. What like that. 
kind of indicates to me that he's aware that they kind of need a, a little bit more of a home yeah. field edge for this game. No doubt. But like, I, 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 th- I think he's in the, the stages to, to, to make sure those fans are in there because he knows that they're in a, uh, they're in a tough spot this week. Understood. Uh, so we're on the same side there. Ole Miss beat Tulsa last week. Kind of slept walk, whatever you want to call it. I feel, I still think Tulsa is just a pain in the butt to play all the time. That's I love Tulsa stuff. this week. I love Cincinnati Tulsa versus Tulsa. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you look. I mean, this is the team that, like you said, they're just kind of like the unattractive underdog that is just a pain in the you know what to play. Uh, last fifteen games as a dog, thirteen times they've covered, including three very easy covers as double big big favorite, big dog rather. Uh, against Cincinnati, you'd have to think again. We talked about it in reverse uh, with, with Arkansas. It's, I think it kind of applies here, where you got the the pesky dog who kind of gave Ole Miss all they can handle, and, and now you come home against uh, the team that's the favorite in your league that you've had a good success against. If, if they can slow down Ben Bryant and that passing game, I think they got a uh, a real good shot to hit, shot to win this game. I know, I know, they, I know a very sharp group that already hit this number at a higher number. So it's down to nine and a half right now. So we're not getting the, uh, the best of the number, but I, I respect the group of people that, uh, that uh, played this game already. So uh, even though I'm not getting North of 10, like they did, I still think Tulsa has a great chance to win this game. Uh, are we going to see Bryn at quarterback? I thought he got, I, I just, I didn't know about an update there. Uh, I haven't and- seen one. He got knocked around in that Ole Miss game, so that's something to keep your eye on there. Uh, but yeah, this is this is one of the games I thought you know Cincinnati obviously off of last year. Everybody talking about them. This is a game that I had circled for them that everybody was like, oh, they'll go there and win. I'm not, I don't know. I don't know. Let's let's see him go do that. Uh, so yeah, big spot for Tulsa, uh, especially off that uh, win cut or I should say cover win against Ole Miss last week. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, interesting for sure. Let's go Friday night. Uh, my most interesting game of the week. It's Washington at UCLA. Two and a half, three is out there. Uh, Washington's favored by 64 and a half is an interesting number also, uh, which intrigues me in this game. But when you think about this game, I don't think people had Washington undefeated. Just preseason uh, Michigan State game. You did over Washington. No big deal. Already exactly, halfway exactly there. Right. Say nothing. Just, just let it ride. Uh, so Penix, we know he's looked unbelievable. Um, leads the country in pass yards per game. The O line's only allowed three sacks. That's the group that's really impressed me. I, I, I think mm-hmm. they've they've played over their minds. Uh, when you when you look at back look back at them, they handled Michigan State, and Michigan State's got a good guy up front. So this game just sticks out to me, Bear, because there's been a, a trend. When Washington goes to the Rose Bowl, and it goes back to my playing days, so I've always had my eyes on this. That Washington will have more fans there than UCLA. That okay? We'll talk about the crowd <laughs> in a second. But Washington won in their last trip to the Rose Bowl. Before that, they lost eight straight in the Rose Bowl, going back to 1999, which was very, very important because in '99, Stanford, we went to Washington. We both had one conference. Uh, we we had zero conference losses. They had one. They beat us 35-31, I think. Tui Asasopo sets the record. 
300 yards passing, 200 yards rushing. They ran mm-hmm. option down our throat. We didn't have our keys, and we lose. And that looks like it's it's done for us. The next week, there's two games left in the season. The next week, Washington goes to UCLA for the 3:30 game, and we're playing Arizona State at night. And we leave the hotel. UCLA's winning, and then all of a sudden, because Arizona State also had one loss, I think too, so they were in the runnings. We get to the game. There's no scores announced from from Pasadena. And then fourth quarter, we're up 20, I think. And all our alums are coming down the sideline, like UCLA won, UCLA won. And that meant if we beat Cal the following week, we went to the Rose Bowl. So this game has just always stuck out to me uh, because it doesn't happen. You know, now there's no more north and south, but uh, they will they will play Friday night. UCLA is really banged up on the defensive line, and that's yeah, why are. I liked UCLA before the year. I picked them to go to the playoff. Obviously, everybody knows the South Alabama game was tight. But I think you need to be able to rotate guys against this Washington offensive line, and that's what's going to hurt UCLA. And it's I think it's going to be high scoring. I think I think Chip, I mean, both these guys call them plays. I'll take these mm-hmm. two guys any day of the week. But does UCLA have enough? I, I like uh that's why I liked UCLA. I was gonna say is because they had a ton of depth, whether it was transfers, guys coming through the system. I liked what they had defensively, and that's what I think they needed this year. But now they got you know hurt by injuries, you know they'll come to play. And here's the deal about the Rose Bowl. People could say whatever you want, but it sort of lulls you to sleep. It, it yep. really does. In, in a stadium that, that is that big, 100,000 people, and there's that many people. Like, when you hear the thud of the kickoff of the toe meat and leather, you're looking around like, what? Are we gone? <laughs> then you hear the whistles, and then you're like, all right. And then all of a sudden, UCLA is up 7 nothing. the band's playing, and you're like, oh, shoot, what the hell's going on? <laughs> yep. So – I'm fired up for this game. I hope it gets over too. before two thirty in the morning. I know so, it's going to be a t- it's going to be a tough one, but I, 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 am I going to make it through with game day on the, uh, the following day? I, I don't think so. It's going to sure. suck because I'm really looking. I'm, I'm, I really am looking forward to this game. But yeah, I, I would agree. I think it's an over game mm. uh, it, it, as well. Panics is putting up video game type numbers. UCLA's offense can clearly score as well, and this will obviously be. Uh, the biggest offensive test that that UW has faced this, this season as well. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on the over here. Yeah, I think it's an over. I, I would lean UCLA in the points. Uh, I think it's going to be that tight a game. I think UCLA will have success. That Washington defense hasn't been close to tested. What no. I think UCLA, when they play well, can bring to the table. So could be could find that in the column before kickoff tomorrow. Uh, stay posted there, but it's not in there. It's not an official play yet. What else do you have, sir? I got two other games in the column on Friday. Whoa. Yes. You got a big I, I, Friday. I, I do. I got a very big Friday. We have to maybe see if we can sneak in a, uh, a trip to the smoking pig on Friday as well. <laughs> yeah. or, or maybe better. Yeah. Maybe the smoking pig can come to me. That way I can just. Whoa. Watch these now that's I got, a game changer. Because I, I got seven and seven thirty in the column here. Let's do uh, it. I got, I got two lane. Two lane. Two, and a, two lane plus the two and a half. At Houston, it just seems like there's a lot of going on at Houston right now. Infighting, offensive line is bad. Like I, I don't, I don't like the direction that this appears the season's heading. Uh, so predictable, Tulane. By the way, mm-hmm. you pull the upset at Kansas State last week. You're flat against Southern Miss. Now you get to go on the road and face a really good, or, or what was perceived to be, uh, one of the top two teams in the league. Uh, Tulane's defense has been very good this year. They haven't given up more than 
336 in any of their games uh, this year. I think that could make life hard on a, uh, a Houston offense. It's kind of been inconsistent this year because of that offensive line. So I'm going to take Tulane a little, little sprinkle on the money line and plus a two and a half. And then I'm going to lay the four. I think it's four now. Uh, UTSA uh, at Middle Tennessee. I mean, obviously, uh, the Blue Raiders pulled off uh, one of the more like eye, eyebrow-raising upsets of recent memory the, as a 26-point dog winning by, winning by two touchdowns against the Miami team that was emotionally drained and was completely lifeless and terrible uh, last week. Uh, I mean, the defense giving up massive long plays, quarterback controversy now, give Middle Tennessee all the credit in the world. But you got to remember, this is still a team that had 120 yards and lost by 37 to James Madison. Uh, UTSA sold out against Texas, came up short. They got a soft landing spot last week, and now uh, Frank Harris and that offense and the physicality that they bring, I, I think they're going to wind I, I think they're a good spot. To, to put forth a, a really good effort on Friday night. So, uh, yeah, fr- Friday, Friday night special for you. Uh, UTSA minus the four and two lane plus the two and a half. Very good. One game I've watched three times back from last week, and that's USC and Oregon State. And I still can't wrap my head around <laughs> Oregon State losing that game. And I didn't even have it in the column. Uh, had Oregon State and you know my office pools and stuff like that, but to see how much they dictated everything mm-hmm. in that game and still not be able to get the win is just mind blowing to me. And I really thought they missed uh, Musgrave, the tight end, in some huge spots. The turnovers were all at the worst possible time. I, I wouldn't say that. The third one actually turned into a long punt and got them the great field position. I think they started that drive on the 30-yard line. Um, so That's I, the story of the year there. USC is Iowa uh, West. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, say, say, say the word you really wanted to say. Go ahead and say sickening because I know that's what you wanted to say. Oh, Not it's sickening. It's, it's sickening because if I'm that sick and I didn't even like, – I, <laughs> I didn't have anything on the game. I'm just watching it. I watched it live. I came back Monday. I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch it all 22. And then I watched the broadcast again. And you're just – you're like, how's this happen? How, oh, yeah, that happens. Oh, all right. <laughs> all they have to do is get a first – oh, interception. <laughs> like, the opportuni- the opportunities SC gave their team, uh, their defense, and it just goes back to the – was it 14 nothing now turnovers? Yep. And – they could not get Caleb, Caleb Williams on the ground. Like they had pressure. They did a great job. And that's where he brings something that, like, Bryce Young has it where he holds on to the ball and gets the ball out. But Caleb being able to hold on to it and find a running lane to always get positive yardage is something that I, I don't know if it's coachable, but it, it was huge, especially in a game where he scored two touchdowns and you needed, you needed them at those times. And they got him. And die. I don't know how he does it. He never goes down on the first hit. Yeah. And when he gets a run and start, he's just great. His vision is awesome. Uh, you know, change it up, whether it's full zone or they're pulling guys. Like, he, he hides behind those pullers. So, how the hell does Oregon State go to Salt Lake now? They don't. Mm. Did you? I haven't looked at the column yet. Do you have Utah in the column? I do not. Okay, so I do. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I think I think it's you hit on all the emotional mm. stuff to deal with there. Um, I think you, you also need to hit on uh, that Oregon State inability to really slow down the run at times, and that's the weakest part of their defense. That could be a problem this week uh, against what's probably the best offensive line in the league. Uh, I, I know uh, Keithy is a is a massive loss oh, for, for the Utes, and it sucks. And Winningham is hit on how. Like that, that's the one guy we couldn't afford to lose. Yep. But at least I think for this week, Utah at home behind that big offensive line and Thomas in that running game, uh, this could be one of the like you don't want you, you hate seeing losses turn into another loss for Oregon State. But I, I could kind of see their will get broken a little bit uh, in the second half of this game. So I actually do have Utah minus 10 in the column as well. Yeah, here's the thing with Utah, and this is what I want to see. They get UCLA next week, and then I think it's SC. So, I mean, we got huge. Yeah, the 15th, the 15th is Utah-USC. Huge uh, three weeks here in the Pac-12 because going back to Washington, I know people know this, but I just want to say it again. Washington doesn't play Utah or USC. If they beat UCLA, I think you pencil them in for the title game. In, in uh, I mean, they get Oregon, but I think you pencil them in uh into the title game in vegas uh, i really do uh seeing how they've looked and and what they if they were to get this road win i think that that shows you even more about washington moving forward so then you you bring this oregon state team in who's not dead yet but i mean good god that was right like that that would have flipped the whole conference over if oregon state won that game they don't credit to usc but now you get oregon state going to utah washington going to ucla next week you got ucla utah and then the following week, you said it, Utah-USC. So this is huge. And when you think about Utah, Keithy was so good against Florida in that game. I know they lost, but time and time again, they they went to him. And this Utah defense isn't your normal – like they're, they're undersized up front, and they don't have as dominant a guys. Like the scheme is absolutely incredible. It's 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 worked wonders for years. We, we all know that. But I still think – I don't think they're as dominant, and and I get the whole Rice-Eccles thing and going there, and that's why I still think Oregon State can, can hang around a little bit in this game because it's a 2 o'clock local game. But getting up off the deck, and Nolan, where I thought he was going to be the guy that was going to be the reason they would pull the upset, the, the interceptions were just brutal. Yeah, I mean, much. double coverage, overthrows a deep ball. So – it's a it's a big spot, but I I mean Oregon State's corners are phenomenal. I thought their secondary was tremendous, tackling in space and just always contesting throws. And combine that with with keeping Williams under duress, I'm really interested to see the Oregon State defense. I, I look at that under as a possible play uh, because I think Oregon State's going to take a while to get going, and I think Oregon State's defense can can slow down rising in that offense. I'll be surprised if this game goes over, but it'll be. Very interesting to see the outcome of this game and then the dominoes fall in the conference. Um, because as we talked, I, I think those top teams, there's more top teams that are quality than in a long time. In that yes, conference. I'm glad you said that because I think everybody's just pointing to I, the fact that Oregon got blitzed to Georgia. Who's not going to get blitzed against Georgia this year? Yeah. And Utah lost to Florida. Like if you take Washington, USC, UCLA, Utah, I like the top like five, six teams in that league. I mean, they're not elite teams, mm-hmm. but they're pretty good. Yes, and and and, and I think that the, the 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 depth of the league I think is as good 
in terms of like good teams is is as good as it's been in a while. So I mean, yeah, I get everyone likes to to dump on the Pac-12 and and laugh at how they haven't made the playoff in a while and how they get blown out and how they dribble down their leg with a chance to make the playoff. But mm-hmm. I mean, they got some pretty they got some decent teams at the top of that league. Speaking of tough losses, what do you expect from Wazoo at home, given Florida Cal? Whew. That's I mean, obviously we know the the mm. history of uh, of Wilcox as an underdog. Yeah, uh, in this spot, that's I don't. That's I. I it was so funny because I was sitting in the, in the in the truck getting ready for the Ohio State game, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Yeah, oh, that game's over. Good for good for Wazoo." And, and I'm looking, <laughs> I'm like, I'm "Like, what the hell just happened?" And I text Jeff Schwartz, and he's like giving me the play by play. He said, "Cause." He had loved Oregon. I'm like, be careful this week. Be careful. I'm telling you. He's mm-hmm. like, no, no, no. This is the, no. He's like, no, 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 not this year. Different team. And and and, he, and I was just like, care. And then like, I, I tech, like, what the hell happened? And then he chills me in. I'm like, you got to be kidding. You talk about another uh, all time Cougar. But uh, oh. it's just and they just did be- in Cougar against Wisconsin. You start believing right, exactly. You, and, you start. Oh, my but favorite I, win total over the year too. That. That, that I, I feel confident we're going to get there, but man, that would have been nice to get that one. I would, I would tend to, I would, I would lean towards them bouncing back this week because uh, it's not like Cal is a dynamic offense. Obviously, the the freshman back is good, but but I think I think Wazoo's defense will be able to kind of keep him uh, somewhat in check, and I, I'd have more confidence in. Uh, in Wazoo bouncing back this week and, and and winning this game than I would seeing them go into a tailspin off of that loss last week. Yeah, I was looking at that total also. I think 27 points wins that Cal game. Oh, easily. I, I, I like that. I like that under. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think Washington State still has the goods. They're, they, they're back at home. Uh, they'll – I mean, 29 points in the fourth quarter you give up. That's, that's just <laughs> brutal. After you play so well in Madison, that's not not what I expected. But credit to Oregon, man. They 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 got the job done, yep. and that gets me to this week. I think it's a brutal spot for Stanford. More injuries, two offensive tackles out. EJ Smith's out, who I thought was their only difference maker. Figgins is all right as a, as a backup running back. Smith but is still out? He's out for the year. Out for the year. So injuries continue. that? And I look again, I've said it all year with Stanford speed, speed. They don't have any on defense and Oregon's got a ton on offense. Stanford beat them last year. They still haven't beaten a power five or they haven't beat the division one team since then. So I, I think Oregon, it's a night game in Austin. They'll be out for blood. It's a bad spot. I think Oregon rolls Stanford Saturday night. Yeah. that That's you just got to worry about Oregon coming back down to earth a little bit after the emotion of that game. But, but, but I agree with you by all practicality. Like yeah. this, this should not be a, a close game. No. And Oregon hasn't given up a sack all year and Stanford, I don't think is going to get one because that's, it starts right there. The defensive line is just not good. So I, I, Oregon's in the column. That's a pick for me. What about our guy, Burt going back to Madison? Yeah, and I saw no, people no, jumped on this. Opened at like ten and a half, nine, nine, nine and a half, and it's down Woo! to seven. I like the, the one thing. I, I mean, they shut him out last year, uh, Wisconsin. But again, obviously Illinois is better this year uh, than they were a year ago, and I don't think Wisconsin is as good. But but still, at the same time, 
doesn't this feel like one of those games, two teams, similar style, both like to run the ball, grind it out. Don't you still think the best unit on the field is the Wisconsin defense? And like Wisconsin just still has better players than Illinois and like the better players will, will win the, the battle between similar style teams. I don't, you don't, okay. I don't, I don't, I think Chase Brown is the real deal. And as long as DeVito and, and see, that's the thing. When you go back and watch that tape of, of Wazoo and Wisconsin, Wazoo's played so many guys on defense. And I think that really helped them because they weren't getting worn down and they were able to change up looks and they limited the turnover. I think Ward threw two picks in that game. If DeVito does that, I think they're 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 in trouble. Uh, but I I think Illinois is just as good as Wisconsin. I really okay. do. So I, I think that touchdown that that I be. thought it was going to be smaller. I thought the line was going to be low. That that's what scares me uh, here in Wisconsin. I thought it was going to be uh, you know five something like that. So I think Illinois has to. But here's the deal: you're Illinois. This is where you take the step. I know you got the two upset wins last year, but this is a whole different animal. You know Illinois will be ready. I just I like the 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 speed Illinois has on offense to to spread out and open those things up uh, in the run. They they do a good job using their tight ends in their run game too. So I think there's a lot of a lot of heat on Wisconsin to play well. That well, that, that that's right, the other thing right. we haven't seen them play right. well. So that's that's where I thought you were going when you were talking about matchups. I, I I think this is a spot where Wisconsin finally puts it together and plays well. That's what scares me off of Illinois here. Yeah, that, that's the uh, – this would be a big win for the Illinois season win total over. But I'm, I'm going to be like – that's the thing. I don't know if it was just because they were on the field with Ohio State last week. And having said what I oh, said about that, it, I still like, – like they just look so ordinary. Yeah. Like I – no difference makers on offense, really. And I know the back is fine, but it's like, wow, they are just so average. Yeah. And it looks nothing like some of those Wisconsin teams that we uh, were familiar with in, in, in recent years. So we'll see what happens. Interesting game to, to, to kick it off at noon. No doubt. Uh, enormous noon slate. Uh, let's go to, to Iowa City. Because I was texting you like with numbers <laughs> that I was looking up. Yep. And then we started uh, a segment on the show where Scott and I are just talking some ball and games that I'm interested in this weekend. And this was one of them. Now it's Michigan 11. I think Michigan's favored by 11. Yeah, I think, I think, 42 I think you're right. I think, think. is the total. And uh, we were able to dig up some, some video. Like Harbaugh's 0-3 in Kinnick. 0-2 as a player. I believe that's the Chuck Long game in 85. Yep. Uh, they lose 12-10, walk-off field goal, 2016, Michigan 9-0, goes there, loses uh, – what was that one? Four, remember, if I think it was 14-12, no touchdowns, right? Was that what it was? I think it was four field goals and a safety. I think you're right. 14-12, that sounds right. But then you start looking at the Iowa of course numbers. It was, of course it was four field goals. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't it be? Iowa's offense has outscored their defense this year 30-16. to and to me, this is like, it's unfortunate McNamara got hurt, but now you got your guy. And the way it fell out, that's probably not the way you wanted it, but now you have McCarthy. And going as your first true road start, and you're going to this place, I think he's fortunate it's not a night game. Yes. But it's 
What is it now? Top five teams at Kinnick, the last five? Last six top five teams to go to Kinnick. Five have lost. Uh, and the only one to win was Penn State on that great game and final play of the game. Barkley, yeah. And twice in the, twice in that span, it's been unranked Iowa teams that were at least a 20-point dog that went out, right? Wow. Kinnick wow. voodoo. Like that, that's the thing. Don't you get the feeling, and I know people laugh when you say this and throw it out there, but don't you get the feeling Michigan's the better team? No doubt. But it's either going to be an outright Iowa upset. Either it's going to happen again, or Michigan wins this game comfortably. Correct. I think uh, that's kind of how it plays out. I just want to see. I, I think a huge factor is Eric All here. He didn't play last week. No, he didn't. Neither did Donovan Edwards. Yeah. So I don't know. Like that, I think those are two difference makers you really need, uh, whether it's to keep Iowa's off balance. Iowa just does such a good job of never being outnumbered, out leveraged. And I, I, Campbell, that dude, like, give me that guy next year on Sundays. I please tell me he's out of Iowa. Team's got to be like, <laughs> how long is this kid going to be there? But he's as impressive a player as, as, as I've seen. And I just, I, I, there's no way I'm giving 11, no way I'm taking Michigan. So my only side would be Iowa on this. I just, I'm dying to see how it plays out. I really am. What about, what about the other Iowa team this week? Going to, going to Lawrence. My Jayhawks. I, I got to make a pick on winners tonight. And I was thinking the Cyclones because okay. here's like, this is, this is, this is, Interesting to me. If Kansas loses, we won't talk about them again. I don't think this year. I really don't. Probably no. We will. I think we will until they lose again. <laughs> <laughs> you can lose once, but don't lose twice. Uh, it's. I think Iowa State's defense travels to Lawrence, and that's what like this. They went to West Virginia, got a win. Great. I don't think the I don't think much of West Virginia's defense. They went to Houston, got a win. I don't think much of Houston. And I'm not taking any credit away. No. Daniels has been phenomenal. Leipold has had his team, and that's why I liked him last week. I think they should have scored 55 last week, but of course made me sweat going back to a noon window to get a win. But we got there. But I think this is a different animal in Iowa State because of the physicality. And that's what I am not sure Kansas is up for. I would lean Iowa State. Yeah, we're, we're in sync here. I have Iowa State minus three in the column, and I know they have struggled in close games. I know that uh, they have struggled with turnovers in spots like this, but I, I know that Kansas offense has been fantastic. But at the same time, like you said, this is the best defense that they will have played by far. And I know you're, you're kind of joking about if they lose, we won't talk about them again. It just kind of feels like the bubble's ready to burst at some point, especially being that, People are so excited about them. There are, people are, how are they a home underdog to, to, to Iowa State, a team? That, like, I, I think there are a lot of things just in this matchup uh, off the field, psycho- psychologically, as opposed to just simply on the field. And how are they going to deal with McDonald and, and some of the Iowa, Iowa State defenders, uh, given, given Daniels and that offense problems? But I, I, I did lay the three with Iowa State the call. All right. Very good. Big one. What time is that? Noon also. That, that that is noon as well. Ooh, wow. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's three thirty. Okay, that's three thirty. Illinois, Wisconsin, Illinois, Wisconsin, and I and Iowa, Michigan are noon. Fantastic. As well as as well as Kentucky, Ole Miss. All right, let's go rapid and fire Texas here. Tech State. <laughs> yes, that's that's what I want to get. I think Texas Tech. I would take the eight there. 
Um, I don't really have a feel. I, I I would probably lay it if I if I had to play this game. I think I have more faith in Kansas State coming home, handling the the win more than like, I still can't. Yeah, Texas Tech won that game last week. I still really don't know. Texas how. lost that game. Yes, Texas I, I lost think it, that game. Yeah, it was more the injuries that receiver to worthy and the turnovers. Yes. Texas not being able to uh, grow up and close out a game that they clearly have control of. I'd lay it in that. I almost put Army in the column. Minus seven and a half. Georgia State doesn't have a win yet. I wonder where Georgia State's heads are at. That's why I thought about Army. Yeah, and a couple of a couple of games that they were in as well that they that they could have won. I mean, that's going to be a that's going to be a hard game for them to to play. Uh, I would agree with you with, with, with Army. What about Starkville? A and M, uh, oh. A and M without zero is going to be a problem. So I, offense is bad, and offense is. I gave Mississippi State in the column. I love the idea of this because I go back to last week, and Mississippi State had Bowling Green come in, and Mississippi State. I mean, talk about giving games away in Baton Rouge what was that week yep. three mm-hmm. that they had that game, and then yep. they fumble a punt, and you know what happens? Everybody knows it. Night game and the swirl, the swoon happens. And Mississippi State walks out hanging their heads. But last week impressed me because they came right out, no issues, and absolutely took care of business and got their minds right. And that's what I think about this game. Mississippi State's got – they righted the ship. They got the defense going. I know it's Bowling Green, but you you can't sleepwalk in that game against a MAC team after your worst loss of the season, knowing you have the whole SEC slate ahead of you. And that's why I, I, I liked what I saw. I think that means something with Mississippi State. And on the other side, you said it. Anias not being there for AM. I mean, the stats aren't there because they don't have any offensive stats. And I think Mississippi State's defense, the way that they you, you, it's it's tough to get do stuff on the edges, I feel against them. So I think they corral A chain and, and keep him limited. You can't give up the chunk plays. That's what got Arkansas in trouble in that whole game turn and also on top of the turnover. But I just I, I like Mississippi State's offense, and I think they spread you in a different way. Than Arkansas does, so I'd like Mississippi State laying the four here. Yeah, I see. I, I see three and a half across the board. Oh, so uh, yeah, I'm, got I'm, screwed I'm, again in the column. I'll give, I'll give you. I'll give four. Four. Yeah, there aren't any fours out there. Mm. It's three and it's three and a half across the board. Unreal. Oh, you well. know, the you know they. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna editorialize here. By the way, I'm about to say some things like like why are they changing our lines in the column? Uh. When you're a better, yep. When you're a better, you look for the best line. Yep. Whatever the best line is, is what you should go with. Mm-hmm. Like last week, you had Arkansas plus two because that was the best line you could have gotten Arkansas at. Circa had AM minus one and a half. That was the best line I could have gotten with AM. Got there it. Are different lines. Whatever the best line is for the side that we like. That's what should be used. Okay. I hope people, people are hearing that. Uh, I'm sure I'll get a text about that later. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if anybody's uh, listening. That's, that's well, no, 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 exactly. Any, anybody, our, our listeners are listening, but other people, I wonder if they're listening. Uh, Wake Florida State, weather will not be an issue. Yeah, I hate this game, man. Tough one. You know, we, I was wake it off the deck because San, I mean, like I said earlier, he was so good, so good in that game. And uh, I tell you, 
Florida State, that's what I want to see moving forward. I think they got the offensive line figured out, and that's what they haven't had in, God, it feels like 10 years. years. <laughs> yeah. So that game scares me. Uh, I, I lean Florida. I, I, I shouldn't say it. I lean Wake Forest, but we'll see. How about the dirty turps at the snake pit? Mine, it's up I, was just and about, I was just about to ask you about that. I mean, you talk about another like, tough spot um, as well. Played really well last week. Hung around like we kind of thought that they would. And now you're facing like dead team walking in Michigan. I mean, I've watched a lot of football games this year. And like from a, a, a decent name, name team, like from start to finish, that was probably the worst performance I've seen by a team this year. And we kind of hit on it before the year about Michigan state last year, all the Michigan state fans MF'd me up and down and gave me the finger. We're really good. We're good. And I was trying to say, no, you've won some games that you probably shouldn't have. You're not as good as your record indicates. Congratulations on the great season. You won some games and I'm going to be careful this year. And now you've gotten blown out a couple of times already this year. And you still got to play Michigan and Ohio State. So look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying not to boast, but you know what? If people come at me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire back every now. I'm a nice guy, but if you attack me, then I'm gonna attack you back. But the offense was terrible last week. The the, the line couldn't protect Thorne. Uh, a couple of turnovers. They still got some issues on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I actually would play Michigan State. If I, I, it, it would be Michigan State. Yes. Pass, right? Yeah, I think, I it's, think it's too many. Mar- Maryland just has to win this game. The numbers are out there against Michigan State, Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. It's not good. They have to win this game or else you're going to be same old Maryland. You have to win this game. And that's what, that's what I'm waiting to see. La, it multiple looks tri- like – give me your multiple choice question first. All right. I'm sorry. Not a wrong answer. You just get a choice. Okay. 20-plus favorites on the board you think will cover. USC, minus 25-and-a-half. JMU against the Bobcats, minus 22. Penn State against Northwestern, minus 25-and-a-half. Fresno at the rent, minus 24. Is Hayner playing? I doubt it. I don't know why you would. Or Georgia, minus 28 at Mizzou. I would lay the points with Georgia of of all of those. I mean, Missouri is in – I mean – you talk about oh, abomination. Man. That was ridiculous last my, week. My hands up. I had a nibble on the money line. Oh, so did I. I. I it, it was funny. Last, last week in the, in, in the column uh, on the money line, I had uh, Stanford, which was bad. Texas Tech plus 210. Bang. Good. Rice plus 600 against Houston. Right there. Missouri plus 250. Mm. And Virginia plus 260. Nope. I want to talk I, I, about you, t- you talk. You talk about missing a couple of three footers far, but I, I would lay Georgia. I, I, I would lay the points with Georgia here. I just trust them yep. uh, after being kind of ho hum last week. I think that Missouri team is in big, big trouble. I would also look at USC first half, uh, maybe against a, another dead team walking in Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that's a bad bunch. That, that's that's terrible. They're, I, they're in a lot of that's. Yeah, bad situation. There. I like I like SC for the game and the over in that game. I think they could get close to sixty themselves, and and even if the backups come in, Lincoln keeps a foot on the gas. He he doesn't mess around. So I, I SC might find their way into the column. I almost had them there. Virginia's a team. This is my last stand. They might make the column. <laughs> I like Brennan Armstrong. I said before the year, 
If we're going to draft quarterbacks, I would. They take played him. well in the second half last uh, week. They really, they really should have won that game. Got to win that game. And well, all, what, well, I was going to say, what about go ahead, um, your question? Purdue, no, no question, but Purdue, Minnesota, uh, hearing Aiden O'Connell will play. That's the report that I'm hearing. So um, that number might fall a little bit from the 12 and a half that's currently out there right now, and I'm sure the the total might uh, go up as well. So if you if you're looking at Purdue, Minnesota. And you want to get involved there? Okay. I could probably get Purdue here plus twelve and a half before that number moves. Game I want no part of. Oh, there are a lot of them. Jordan Hare Stadium Saturday night, <laughs> LSU minus nine, forty six and a half at Auburn. Perfect Auburn, perfect Auburn. Right, you here. can have that game. Go ahead. Yeah, get in the uh, other than sitting and listening to uh, to Tessa Torre and uh, and McElroy. Yeah, that, that, that's the only reason only reason i'd uh, pay attention to that game but would, wouldn't just just be like auburn to to win this game with all the crap going on there but god their offense is so bad so They're bad, so bad. That, the defense oh. has been bad yeah like i just i didn't think they would get carved up against penn state like they did i i know they only gave 14 but i think that's more on the zoo texas uh talk about needing a win is he one in seven in his last eight big 12 games yeah, because they lost what six in a row last year. Yeah, that's yeah. And I think I, mean, I think what and I think what five of the losses have been by less than a touchdown. They they need a win. Texas they just do. needs to win that game. They do. They need they need some of their younger receivers to be able to step up now. Yep. Against their, I mean, or, I mean, and the fact that West Virginia's defense is so bad. I mean, Bijan could have a monster game on on Saturday. Yeah, felt bad for him fumbling, man. Like he's been as good as advertised, and him putting it on the turf changes the outcome of that game. I have a feeling. I oh, I know your game. You're not touching you know, that. That's involves your Hoosiers. How about that? Plus, <laughs> <I> was, <laughs> catching five and a half in Lincoln. Isn't it Nebraska or pass? I see. Here's the problem. I, I I didn't pull the trigger. I said, give me Nebraska after the Oklahoma game against Indiana. That was God three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Just because I thought that's exactly what that team needed. By week after getting destroyed, the dust hasn't settled. But I, I, I can't like going back and watching Nebraska. Like it's bad. It's bad. Know, it's that, bad. That, that's it's the bad. thing. Yes, 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 and yes, it is bad. What else? What, what, what about Las Cruces this week? You, you want, you want to <laughs> lay double digits with the, uh, with, with the Haggies? Against I did what, take what, last against, week. against what is what is I'm not going to say what might be what is the worst team in the country in the Golden Panthers of Florida International. Yeah, we need FIU Ooh. to play Hawaii. I think they do they no or does it maybe it's New Mexico State? I'm thinking about well, we had New Mexico State Hawaii yeah. last week and that was a, an easy winner. FIU, what who, who, who on the uh, Golden Panthers slate this year? Oh, 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 next week, next week, <laughs> the University of Connecticut oh. comes to comes to Western Dade County. Wow, <laughs> that's a must win. Woo! Sit your yeah. starters, Coach Mora, this week. Get exactly. ready for FIU. Next week's the winnable game. Got to get it. Wow. All right, I think that. Oh. Yes. How about Navy winning last week? That was beautiful. 
unbelievable. That was beautiful. Good for them. Now they're in a tough spot going on the road. It's a big dog. What's the what's the first. total situation with the service academies? I don't know about the total situation, but I know it's a uh, it's an underdog deal. Is what? Oh, I thought it was it, unders. Yeah, it, it could be. It could be. I, I can't. I can't say for sure. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if it's unders. But but I know the um, underdogs covered fourteen in the last seventeen with ten outright wins mm. uh, the last seventeen academy. But but, yeah, but it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there is an under deal uh, there as well, being that those teams know each other so so well. And well, if you if you want to if you want to vamp for a couple of seconds here, I can pull it up. We, 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 go go ahead and uh, give the people a uh, give, give give the people some thoughts, and I'll uh, I'll open up my database and see what we got. You know what? Perfect. Because we were talking about the betting over unders in weather games early in the week, and people just going after it. Now I look at this, and there's a number of fifty one and a half with North Carolina involved, like blindly <laughs> exactly. I will take yep. that over because Virginia Tech, obviously turnovers is just a brutal situation. But with Carolina's offense, like they could – they're not going to stop them. By themselves. Yeah. Like how, how, how bad how bad is Virginia Tech, man? Bad. Yeah. Bad. That, that's – there are some bad teams in the ACC, man. And people are jumping on me. Oh, you were just saying that because because Miami lost in North. No, <laughs> so why, why watch Virginia Tech? Watch Georgia Tech. Uh, like like there's Duke is going to come back down to earth here, really really soon as well. So I I it, it, it's some it's some bad football at the bottom of that league. Liberty minus three and a half ODU that could have some weather implications. That number is forty two. Quarterback back is quarterback back for. Uh, I don't think it matters. I like the backup that played against Wake. I think it's pretty good. UNLV are they giving double digits? Yes, they are on the road. Yeah. Where are they playing? No, they're home. Yeah, UNLV minus fourteen and a half. New Mexico coming into the Big Al. Good for Nick Holtz, offensive coordinator, running reps. Yeah, we, 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 Brumfield, Brumfield, and that quarterback. The quarterback is playing really well. Here, here we go. Last twenty-five Academy games under. Is 22, 2, and 1. Wow. 38 is your number out in Colorado. And, 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 that's, and, and that's the thing. Like, people are going to say, oh, well, it's 30. Army, uh, 30. Here, here are the last five totals 35 and a half, 37 and a half, 39 and a half, 37 and a half, 36 are, are the last five unders. And in, in those games, there were a combined 30. 35, 26, 17, and 15 points scored. Do you have the point oh, spreads oh, in those games? Yes. What's seven. the highest point spread? Uh, in those games, it was seven and a half. Wow. So now you got 14. Yeah. With Air Force and Navy. 38, your total. Oh, man. I just, I think Air Force has game breakers, man. I might, I might still go under. Because mm. I don't, I don't think Navy can score. I think that's the problem. Yep. That is the problem. Huh. That's interesting. That's an early kick, too. In sprints? All right. Well, early kick out there, obviously. Big Mike Happy Recap. All right. I think that'll do it. Big Mike Happy Recap. My official picks right now in the column are Oregon minus the 17, Mississippi State minus the 4, 
TCU plus the six and a half Baylor my, uh, money line. I'm also thinking of adding Virginia plus three, Arkansas plus 17 and a half, and that's it. Oh, uh, SC, SC possibly gotcha. minus 25 gotcha. and a half. Your. Yeah, I got UTSA minus four. It's middle. Uh, Iowa State minus three against Kansas. Utah minus 10 against Oregon State. Tulane plus two and a half at Houston. Kentucky plus seven at Ole Miss. Tulsa plus nine and a half against Cincinnati. And I'm, I'm thinking about Mississippi State as well. Okay. Artie, that'll do it. Travel safe, my friend. And I think we're going to get some upsets this week. I think the rankings... We- we did last week too. So yeah, there are a lot of a lot of tricky teams, a lot of ranked teams that are like six and a half, seven point favorites, and that's usually the danger zone, especially when you get the mentality of people. Oh, we'll just tease them down to, to basically win the game. <laughs> what, what, could, what could possibly go wrong? Teasing down a, a touchdown favorite at home to to just simply win a game and got mm. college, right? Yeah. All right, that'll do it. We'll talk to you next week. Appreciate everybody checking in. Any questions? Let us know. At Stanford Steve 82 at Chris Felica on Twitter. Bear, take us away. The less you bet, the more you lose when you win. You can listen to follow the Stanford Steve and the Bear podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Plus, don't miss more from Stanford Steve on ESPN Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt. And check out the Bear on College Game Day on ESPN. <laughs>